to another episode of The Practical Therapist. Now, I took a short break for the Thanksgiving holiday. However, it is good to be back. Today, we are going to discuss wrapping up the Touch versus Touch Screen episodes. The Touch versus Touch Screen series is based upon my quick quiz that I discussed in the first Touch versus Touch Screen episode. If you haven't already, go and listen to Touch versus Touch Screen episodes one, two, and three, and then come back and listen to this final episode, which is episode four. All previous episodes have dealt with tablets and how they can be used to enhance opportunities for language, play, and communication, and not replace those opportunities. This episode will look at statements three through six from episode one. Statement three, my child has learned how to swipe to his or her favorite YouTube videos. Statement four, my child can verbally request my device using one word, such as tablet or phone, but will cry if I try to get him or her to use words to request other things, such as chips or juice. Statement five, my child immediately tantrums if I do not give him or her my device. In statement six, my child either becomes upset when I either A, put a password or passcode on my device, or B, change my child's pass, excuse me, change my device's password or passcode to limit their access. If you answered yes to any of the statements that I just read, I will list some strategies that you can try with your child to turn these negative moments into positive language and communication opportunities. So let's get started. Let's go back to statement three. My child has learned how to swipe to his or her favorite YouTube videos. Let's say that your son or daughter has learned to swipe to their favorite YouTube videos because when they were first introduced to a tablet or phone, the device was not password protected. And so over the course of several months, your child had not had the need to make a request, whether verbal or nonverbal, for the tablet. So basically, the language opportunities that naturally arise from a child needing to make a request to their parent has been replaced with direct access. Now, let's talk about statements five and six. My child immediately tantrums if I do not give him or her my device. My child, again, either becomes upset when I put a password or passcode on my device, or if I change my device's password or passcode to limit my child's access. The problem that has arised from statement three now translates into this issue of cutting off your child's direct access with the expectation that he or she should now understand that a request needs to be made. However, to your child, this may seem devastating and to you frustrating, but this can become a communication opportunity for you both. Keep in mind that the opportunity does not need to be long or repetitive. For example, let's say you decide that you are going to put a password on your device to stop your child from swiping to their favorite videos and you have already anticipated that your child will possibly become upset. After you have put a password on your device, you can place your device within your child's reach. Once your child figures out that they cannot access the the device, depending upon your child's reaction, he or she may initially cry or whine to let you know that something is wrong. Or he or she may bring the device to you as a means to communicate in a nonverbal manner that, hey, we have a problem. You as the parent can act genuinely surprised when this happens. For example, use an exaggerated facial expression as well as simple vocalizations and or words such as, uh-oh, oh no, or it's not working. Depending upon your child's age and reaction to facial expressions and simple sounds or words, 
The key is to definitely make it seem like a big deal and to be funny or silly at the same time in an effort to diffuse your child's frustration. However, if you can diffuse your child's frustration, then you can sit with your child and unlock the device so that he or she can gain access to their favorite video or game. This is a routine that you can establish over the course of several weeks and months to allow your child to anticipate needing your help with the device as opposed to immediately crying or tantruming as the first reaction. Which now brings me to the last statement, statement four. Statement four. My child can verbally request my device using one word, such as tablet or phone, but will cry if I try to get him or her to use words to request other things, such as chips or juice. The goal here would be to use the established routine of your child now understanding that he or she needs to bring the device to you for help. Therefore, with patience and consistency, you as the parent can now begin to embed other single words into those opportunities that you have now created. When your child comes to you for help. For example, if your child can say or try to say the word phone or tablet, other words related to the device can be said by you first, such as on to indicate turning the tablet on if it is off and your child doesn't know it is off, the word please as a direct request, the word YouTube, or even the shortened version of the name of a particular show. For example, your child would imitate what you say, and you would say the word Mickey to indicate their desire to watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Ironically, the goal, the goal of getting your child to request other items in the home besides tablet or phone may need to start with those very items. By building and creating more vocabulary around the tablet and activities related to the tablet, and then using that skill and working to translate it into other requests. For example, your child may be watching a video on the tablet during snack time. Thereby, you would present the child with an opportunity to try and verbally request between maybe two snacks that you present, cookies or chips, while they have their tablet. Again, please remember that these changes do not typically occur immediately. Therefore, routine, patience, and consistency are key. Also remember that these strategies of winning a child off of excessive tablet use is more effective the younger they are. The older a child becomes, the harder it can be to reduce the amount of tablet time they are given. That concludes another episode of The Practical Therapist. Please tune in next week for another episode. Don't forget that you can become a supporter. Check out my link at anchor.f as in Frank, m as in Mary, slash practical therapist slash support. Here you can support this podcast for as little as 99 cents per month to help sustain future episodes. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember, new episodes every Friday.